Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Well, you're going to have to wait a week, but we're back. Uh, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm just Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jessica, I'm terribly sorry, but... We did make our beloved listeners wait a week for our coverage of this episode. And I love how we are just such little bitches that the top of the fucking episode, we're apologizing with our tail between our legs. Look at Listen, if, if there's something we excel at, if it's Mm -hmm. not podcasting, it's consistency. (laughs) Oh, that is true. We We, excel at consistency. We hardly ever miss a week. I really thought you were going to say apologies and I'm going to be like, ma'am, like... I don't. I'm not good at apologies. I, I know. know I was like, who do you about. think you are? No, not me. Couldn't be. No, yeah. we're very good at consistency. So we apologize. We missed a week, but you know what? As you could probably tell from Sarah's voice, she was ill and also had just moved. So yeah. there was a lot going on, and we uh-huh. decided better to rest and recuperate and take a beat before we jumped on and talked about this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, as we've mentioned in the previous weeks, I. Had a big life change and most notably or one of the most notably is that like I moved from New Jersey. Um, I was a lifelong Jersey girl and I moved to St. Louis, Missouri, which um, I didn't know you if you knew this, Jessica, but there's a state out there called Missouri. Uh, I'm kind of aware of it. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So it was quite the adventure. It was, um, we packed up the car. You and me literally packed up the car with Adam Mm -hmm. and we set forth. Not you. Then we no, ditched I did you. not set forth. I didn't <laughs> set forth. Then we ditched you. Yeah. Uh, no, Adam and I left the house at, uh, I think it was like four o'clock a.m. Yeah, that was about the time because I woke up, so it was about yeah. it was about four a.m. Yep. And we just hit the road, Jack, and we didn't never look came back. back. No more. No, no more. No more. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then we we pretty much drove straight there uh, through, except to get gas. Or um, Belle, my dog, was with us, so if she had to go out. We went to this place called Culver's, mm-hmm. which is like a Midwestern fast food joint that is excellent. I really liked that. 
They have uh, they specialize in I think chicken fingers. We stopped there. Else, aren't they famous for their ice cream too? Is that yeah? They have yeah. They have like really good uh, ice cream, or I think it's like custard. And oh, then on okay. top of that, they also are really known for their house made root beer. So Ugh, okay, no, I, I know. Like typically, people don't like root beer, but this is actually a very good root beer. Okay, yeah. So um, we went there, and then. The next day, Adam came down with this nasty ass cold that he got from his best friend Andrew, who is very, Andrew. very so, love Andrew. So generous, <laughs> so nice. He came all the way from Indiana to help me move, but unfortunately, the illness took him out, and he, he's alive. He's <laughs> he's definitely alive, but he was oh not well. God. He wasn't well enough to help me move. Which I totally like. Don't care about. I'm just happy that he's like healthy. And then uh, I I don't know how Adam got sick because it's not like Adam was like in the bed with Andrew, but I think it was like the three times that he delivered Gatorade into his room. Yeah. Um, he got the cold, which really mm-hmm. hit him hard. The, thankfully, the day after we drove 16 hours, mm-hmm. and then I thought that I was going to be a survivor, you know? Like, I thought that I was going to see it through. Yeah. I thought that I wasn't going to get ill, um, but it hit me. It hit yep. me hard. And, I don't know. I'm it's sick. Smack dab in the sinuses. Yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better, but it took a while. So, you know, we were going to initially record on Sunday, but I was like, early the day before I just drove 16 hours and then we were going to record on Wednesday but I was like girly I'm feeling fucking sick I slept all day (laughs) I've died (laughs) yeah and then it like just didn't happen and then it got too late so and now here we are and now recording this episode here we are you know just trying to survive um but also like the the longer we delay it the less like then we don't have to end our coverage of Dawson's Creek. This is true. There is there is a part of that that is like, well, now we can just continue this on forever. Um, but I mean, this is the penultimate. It's not really the penultimate. Well, it is. Let's say it's the penultimate episode because the next one we're doing both parts in one. So this really is our second to last episodic coverage of Dawson's Creek. Obviously, we're still going to do a wrap up and, you know, all of that fun stuff. Right. But yeah, it's getting very, very close to the end. And gosh, I don't know how I feel about it. Like part of me is like very excited, like I was with Boy Meets World of like, this is such an accomplishment, like check it off the list. We did it. Um, but the other part of me is like, but this is such a sad moment because I love the yeah. show. Yeah, I think I'm more in the the sad camp. Like I really, I don't know if it's quite hit me yet because I still know that I have about like an hour and a half of Dawson's Creek to watch, like essentially mm-hmm. a movie. Um, and but I do feel like this episode felt like it was doing its job to wrapping stuff up and also giving homage to uh, the first episode in the first season. I mean, there's so many nods as besides the fact that Dawson's literally recreating the pilot. Mm-hmm. We also see for example, Pacey wearing like his bowling shirt. Yeah. button down bowling shirt with the two stripes on either side of his chest. Like, that is such like an homage to early Pacey days. Like they just 
it's just oh and the shot that really really hits me is the fact that like jen comes in a yellow cab to cape side and leaves in a yellow cab from cape side back to new york it's just Mm -hmm. like ooh, that just gave me chills it just like is like very good like full circle moments so i really liked this episode of dawson's creek season six episode 22 joey potter and the cape side redemption um yeah, like Joey got to be the hero, but we all know that Katie Holmes is the queen of the cape. And what am I supposed to do? Like, it is what it is. Yeah, they love giving her a voiceover. They really do. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive in because we have a lot to discuss here. Um, where we start off in like a coffee shop and Joey is just like writing in this journal and we're getting her voiceover. And she talks about how, like, time is an unreliable narrator and how you can't always, like, trust history because it's written and rewritten and all of that. Um, And we kind of get this montage as she's talking of, like, Grams and Jen having this garage sale, uh, PC and Jack moving out. I'm like, it's kind of funny that we don't hear from, I think, is her name Emma, right? Yes. Um, That it's, it's just so funny that, like, she just disappears. <laughs> Never to yeah. hear from again. Yeah, I'm really trying to remember what her last moment was, and I I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. I really like. When did we see her last at the party? That was thrown. No, probably not. Um, was it not? Wasn't it? Wasn't it when Audrey and like? Is it? Wasn't it the band stuff with Audrey? Was that the last time? Yeah, I really don't know. But yeah, I guess she's irrelevant. And me, ooh, uh oh, I know what happened to her. Her what? visa ran out. She had to go back to England. Oh no, that's right. She was gonna have that weirdo husband, green card husband, and yeah. he sucked. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Well, they're moving out. Um, and uh, and then we see Joey is like at this coffee shop, which we'll later find out is not in the U.S. Uh, yes, the Times, an unreliable narrator. There you go. Um, Audrey is in summer school. Pacey's moving back in with Dougie with his, like, I feel like we've seen him with this before that like big, like army duffel bag, which I feel like has definitely made appearances prior. Um, and Dawson is working at none other than Leary's fresh fish. Yep. Get ready. Ladies. Cape size, most eligible bachelors smells like fucking clams. <laughs> Hope you enjoy kissing that fish face. Oh no. Um, and of course we get like Joey rowing the boat on the creek. She goes over all the way. No, there is this is not the motorboat. She still has a crotchety old freaking rowboat. I mean, her muscles must have been very out of shape from not rowing the boat for a very long time. Like she probably had to rebuild up those calluses, you know. <laughs> Honestly, she didn't even make it to Dawson's. She just like made it like a little bit down the creek and then had to turn back. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. And she sees the ladder, which, of course, she's like, gotta fucking climb up it. Um, And she scares the shit out of Dawson because he's just like, girl, use the fucking front door like a normal adult human being. No, if the ladder's out, then I would go up the ladder. Plus, that ladder is made in the USA. You see that big fucking sticker? <laughs> they wanted us to know. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted us to know. So Dawson is spending uh, a lot of good time taking down 
the stupid shit that he just put up. Oh, because he's because this is the thing, Sarah. He is woe is meing. He is in a funk. He's sourpuss Dawson. He is, I don't have 18 grand. I can't make my movie. Negative Nancy Dawson. He's just depression go, Dawson. This I is know, just go Dawson. hide in a blanket and stare out a window like every other good Pisces. No, like, he needs on. to he needs to make a show of it, you know? And actually, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I should just take down <laughs> no, all the decorations no, no. in my house as soon as I can to a funk. <laughs> all right. Uh, time to take down all the artwork. And Joey's very much like, why are you doing this? And Dawson's like, oh, duh. Did you forget? PC stole all my money and I have credit card debt. And now I have to work doubles at the Fresh Fish, Le- Leary's Fresh Fish. And here's the thing, Sarah. To yeah. that, I say... Boo fucking who, Dawson? You finally have to work a job in your life. Oh my god, your life is so hard. The but only other job you had it. was painting houses. Gail gave him the out in so little time. She was like, "Oh, you worked a weekend at Leary's Fresh Fush. Actually, you can just stop working well, now." Did you notice that he's like a busboy too? Like he's not even a waiter. Like he didn't even get hired as a waiter. He has to Gail doesn't trust him. He's lucky that he's not a dishwasher. <laughs> he's not a mathematician. He would just start giving away like the cash. He has no idea like anything about anything. So yeah, yeah. he's not allowed. And the audacity of because Joey is just like, listen, PC messed up. It wasn't his intention to do what he did, you know. And Dawson's like, it happens every time. I can't believe you're taking his side. And it's like, well, Dawson. Come on. She's obviously not taking anyone's side. She's no. obviously just trying to get them to be friends. Mm, I guess so. I am I think I'm going to be like a little bit more generous towards Dawson because, I mean, when you are having a problem, wouldn't you rather your like best friend to be like, yeah, he fucking sucks, even if you don't fully believe it. If you came in and tried to devil's advocate me when I'm having a problem with somebody, I would be like, I would slap you in the face. I think it depends. I think in this case, because she is friends with both of them, as like as far as she would say, it's equally, right? She's friends with both equally. I feel like she can't bad because what she can do bad mouth Pacey to Dawson and then go to Pacey and bad yeah, mouth Dawson the to Pacey. Yeah, what the rest of us do? Yeah, <laughs> what the rest of us do? Exactly. <laughs> yes, I, 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 and honestly, I think that Dawson deserves to be in his feels. He was previously not in any debt. Now he's eighteen thousand dollars in debt, and it's not even good debt. It's not even medical debt, which is blah debt. It's just. It's not even medical debt. Not even no, medical it's debt. credit card debt. He's it's credit card debt. That's the worst kind of debt. Yeah, he's fucked. But Joey, of course. Do you have $18,000 to throw at a credit card right now? No. I don't. No. Exactly. No. It's terrifying. Um, but the thing is, like, Joey is just like, listen, the two of you could figure something out. It doesn't have to end this way. And Dawson's like, I want to see Pacey as long as I live. Like, he's like 10 years old. This felt like a 10-year-old thing to say. Um, Once again, I feel like he's valid to be in his feels. <laughs> he's upset. He just got screwed over. Yes, at the end of the day, it was his decision if he wanted to pull out or not. But I feel like oftentimes, if you're not a money person and you have a financial advisor, it's their job to advise you. And he was just listening to what his advisor told him to do. So, yeah, I would be pissed, too, even if it was my decision at the end of the day. Or... Uh, or especially, I don't know. And if Joey came in and was like defending him, 
PC, then I'd be like, then what are you doing here? Don't come up, well, go, don't come up my ladder. Don't come into my sad house. Yeah. Okay. That I that I agree with. And furthermore, I feel like Joey kind of sucks when she's just like, oh, why are you getting yourself down? You can do it. Let me pull you back up by your bootstraps. Would Spielberg have this attitude? And then she's like, you know what? You go sulk, but I'm gonna have a plan. And then she has. The audacity, Sarah, to say, until then, bye-bye, old chum. Old chum, Who yeah. is she, an 80-year-old? What is happening? Yeah, I mean, she really friend-zoned Dawson so hard there. If you That's call true. somebody an old chum, you're never fucking them. This is the most true thing you've ever said. Oh, ever. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you call someone an old chum, you're never fucking them. Yeah. What so. if you say old chum and at the same time you do like a, a cute little punch to the arm? Oh, that's like a double friend zone. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, or if you tousle the hair, that's also a friend zone move. That's just degrading. <laughs> so she leaves. Um, and we have like she has assembled a meeting. She has gotten everyone together at Graham's house that, that they're moving out of. She has Graham's, Joey, Audrey, Jack, and Jen. And everyone has assignments. Mm. And Audrey's excited because she's bored of summer school. So she's like very excited. And I'm just thinking, Sarah, I'm sorry. Like Jen, Jack, and Grams are in the middle of not only a move, but some cancer treatments. Like, do they really have fucking time for this? Of course they do. Once again, wouldn't you rally around your friends? Even if you're going through something, if you have a friend that's going through something, wouldn't you spend some time? And I know you would because you just did. So this is fair. I did. Um, but what I need to know your thoughts on the fact that they want Audrey, mm-hmm. a 19 year old, maybe 20 year old woman, yeah, to play Miss Jacob. <laughs> uh, bad casting, bad casting. <laughs> She's casting. too young. She's too young. It doesn't She's make 20 much years sense. old. She's not a 30 something year old woman. No, no, they have to age her up, and I don't think they did a good job with that. No, 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 no. I mean, I did love the blowout. I thought her hair oh, looked, looked so beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I liked her hair in this scene, too. But I think that what they should have done was if the dentist really, really wanted a part, then let the dentist play Miss Jacobs. That's I had the exact same thought when she was like all gung ho about being in it. I'm like, oh, she looks about the right age. Yeah. And I love this felt so meta to me, Sarah, this joke about like, um jen saying oh you could play eve and joey's like oh eve didn't make the cut and Audrey's <laughs> like who the hell is eve and jack's like eh, long story ambiguous ending <laughs> long story ambiguous ending yeah it's, it's like incredible. a third season jump the shark moment actually don't worry I loved about that it. joke i thought that was so funny because it's like yeah. the show knows you know well, they know this whole episode is very meta so mm-hmm. it's 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 very enjoyable so yeah so joey is going to cast the characters in the script try to pull everything together everybody has certain jobs on how to make this happen for dawson uh, whether it be by favors or you know by force and they're going to kind of rally behind dawson which is really nice because i think especially in season five when dawson was off in california like he was not really part of the friend group and it's it kind nice of yeah to it remember gives me, your roots it gives me the vibes of when there was that summer where they were all like bffs and dawson got really yes. into taking photos yeah that was a season four yeah season four's opening which i loved where he was like they were like the beach bum it was great i loved that 
Um, but Joey says that's not enough. Simply not enough. Must go to Dougie's and gather Pacey. And let me tell you. Yeah. First of all, I was disgusted. Disgusted. Second of, second of all, the continuity errors never mm-hmm. ended. And it Revolting. was so – and it was revolt, you know. I usually don't give a shit about continuity. Let me be honest. I don't yeah. care. But it was so noticeable in this scene, basically because Pacey is depressed and he is depressed and undressed, and he is laying on the couch in his boxers with his head on a pillow and freaking potato chips everywhere (laughs) and they're like stuck to the side of his face yeah and the thing is in later moments when he sits up they're gone and then they're back and then they're gone and then they're back and i i all i could stare at was the potato chips and how is that not annoying to someone to have potato chips stuck to their face i really (laughs) i was so annoyed by this uh the gag is kind of funny to see potato chips stuck to his face but it is pretty disgusting um and whoever was on the prompt department just didn't do their jobs. They needed to glue those potato chips on faster. I guess so. Yeah. Or harder. Deeper. I love Doug is just washing dishes in the background with his rubber gloves. He's always cleaning. So clean. I, If I was Doug, I would be disgusted and mortified by this behavior. Sir, yeah. that is my throw pillow. Do not get your stanky ass potato chips all over it. I'm so upset by this. No. Did you um did you like Dougie's futon? Um, I hate futons notoriously. I feel like Dougie is an adult man and should have an actual couch. So I hated it. Yeah, you would think so. You like, would think so. He has a he has a policeman's job. You can afford <laughs> a fucking couch, my friend. Like you live in a studio apartment. It can't be that expensive. He's, Get yourself a fucking couch. He's too busy buying little like zebra figurines for his end table. <laughs> yeah, those and, are bad. And glass bottles at his stained glass windows. <laughs> And so uh, Joey is just like, listen, you're going to help me get ma- get Dawson's movie made. And Pacey's like very – again, I feel like it's very funny to me that both Pacey and Dawson are in this like funk. Both of them are in their woe is me era. And it's just – like Pacey's like, no, I'd ruin it all. I can't. I'd ruin it all. Sad boys have to be sad boys sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I mean, who doesn't love a sad boy? And I did I did love because he, he's like watching soap operas. That's like what he's spending his time doing. Yeah. And I love that he says, "I gotta lay on my couch and watch my stories." I gotta watch my stories. <laughs> like he is a seventy nine year old grandma. I have to watch my stories. He's watching. What's so he watching? Funny. Days or is that what he said? Um, did he one see Young and the live? Restless? No, Young, Young and, and the Restless. restless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was your mom ever a soap opera watcher? No, but let me tell you. I so I just spent uh, my mom and I went on a special trip together. Um, I got her a trip for Mother's Day. I wanted to go on a trip just the two of us. Um, and we went to um Provincetown, Massachusetts. So Shout out fun. to Provincetown, the cutest little city. Um, and it was so funny to me because, you know, when you're in the hotel at night, you're like, oh, what are we going to, what are we going to watch? Right? Like, what are we going to put on? My mom is not a procedural girly. She's not a soap opera girly. She is an HGTV queen. Um, My mom loves HGTV. And let me tell you, it was very, we watched so much episode, so many episodes of House Hunters. 
Yeah. And I forget what the other one was, but our favorite thing to do was watch them. And you know, they show, so if you haven't seen house hunters, if you don't have a mom who watches HGTV, they show them three houses. Right. And usually every, like literally you could count that every single episode, it's going to have this situation. It is a husband and wife who are buying a house. One of them loves a new build, loves modern de- like decor, loves a modern build. And the other one loves things with character yes, and old yeah. charm, right? You always, always, they never agree. And our favorite thing to do was, okay, which house are they going to pick? You know, or we have to guess and you see if you're right. And it was, it's the most fun. And all, our other favorite thing to do is question what the fuck jobs these people have where they can afford $2.5 million houses. Cause baffles they're- me. All in finance, I guarantee it. They must be. Numbers but, Incorporated pays well, as yeah. we know. Anyway, did your did your mom watch her stories? Did she, was she so popular? Yeah, my mom, uh, I don't know if she still is, but she's always been a Days of Our Lives woman. Wow. I just feel like it's such a big commitment. It's every single day. Yeah, it is. But she's been watching it since she was like a kid herself. So Wow. That's commitment yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pacey is not committed to helping because he's afraid that he's going to screw this whole thing up. Um, and Pacey says things are never going to be fine between Dawson and myself. Like, it's just, it's no. not going to happen. There's no point in trying. Yeah. That's he, what he says. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she says she basically is like, it's your job to figure it out. Like, you know what? Um, you did this. You need to figure out how to make it right. Yeah. Yeah. She says, like, I don't accept this. I don't accept what you're telling me. Uh, So she leaves. Did you have on your bingo card that we were going to get to see Harley and Patrick making out again? I'm pretty sure that they're just going to be the stars of the season finale. Stop it. I will quit. (laughs) It's the Harley show. I don't need to see this. Like, why are they still here? And why are they playing fucking parts in this film? Because they need teenagers. And these are the only teenagers that we have. I know I know but they're the next generation that's what we are seeing this is the funniest thing to me is that it's like okay Dawson needs to make a film let's not let him do any casting at all we're gonna pick the one teenage boy that we know and that's it it's done well that plays Pacey not even Dawson yeah and he's blonde so it really doesn't fit well yeah I mean you know he has he has the highlights He's the it, prostitute. He looks like a kid who got that like spray in stuff. Sun in. Sun in. Thank you. When you're out in the summer to get his hair blonde. That's what he mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah, absolutely. He looks like a baby Abercrombie model. <laughs> or Hollister. Or Hollister. He definitely wore puka shells recently. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. He just, you know, he just. And he smells like Axe body spray. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. he does. I know that kid. I. Yeah. That can pr- probably the same age as me or you. Also, can I uh, probably can I also just say that in Provincetown, because if you don't know, Provincetown is like very, very LGBTQ friendly. It is like the gay hub of the U.S. One mm-hmm. of them, I should say. And I've never seen so many gay men in my life. And let me tell you, they all smelled so good. <laughs> like every time I pass somebody. Yeah. It's like, you smell so good. <laughs> Did you tell them that? No, I can't. You would myself. never. I would, though. I mean, if I was, listen, the only time I'm throwing out compliments to random strangers is either if I'm already interacting with them, right? So like mm-hmm. a cashier and I'm like already, hi, hi, have a good day, blah, 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 right? Then I'll throw out a compliment. Or if I'm a drunk girly in a bar bathroom. 
I and I love to interact with strangers. I talk about this a lot, but I really, really do. They're do like it. my bread and butter. I think it's so much easier to talk to a person that you don't know than a person that you do know. I just don't have any interest. No. Plus, everyone's so busy. Everyone's like, you know, going there. Uh, yeah, going but there. like if you give people compliments that you don't know, it just makes their day. Well, I just feel like it's slightly creepy to be like, you smell very good. That's a little bit of a creepy compliment. You know, <laughs> only if you say it in a certain way. Well, okay. Um, so anyway, Joey basically blackmails these teenagers. <laughs> Indeed, she does. <laughs> she says, I'm gonna tell your daddy if you don't be our uh our pacey. Yeah. So <laughs> she has to go be the pacey, and uh Harley is hired as the Joey. Yeah, later on, I think she's like she's like too nervous or something at this point. Um and, like, Jen and Jack are responsible for going to a film equipment store and basically getting them to donate the equipment. Yeah. Um. And she – the way she does this is by just saying, hey, I'll go out with you. And expects him to be like, yes, that's exactly what I want. Jen, like, you're gorgeous. It's undeniable. You're intelligent. You are, like, a great catch. However, you can just not be a person's type. And, you know, just because he's, quote, unquote, a film geek doesn't mean that you are 100,000% desirable to him. But also he's gay in this case. But also he's gay and he really likes Jack. And he did the signature Joey Tribbiani, how you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, So Jack is, uh, I guess, forced to go on a hot date and do unspeakable things with the film geek guy. Yeah, he has to go on a date with him. Um, and this is when Dawson gets home and he is bombarded. This is like an intervention of, of movie types, right? We have mm. a, a movie intervention mm. because all his mm. friends are waiting for him. Yeah. Um, should we get involved in the, um, in the intervention game? Like, should we have an intervention for somebody? Yeah, like, should we, like, we always see in media people getting or doing interventions for others. Do you think, and and do you think that there's a world where you and I can <laughs> start doing interventions? I think I would like to be a participant, but yeah. not, like, the thrower, right? And the reason is, I just want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be a witness rather than, like the one who created it like i would like to be asked yeah but i don't want to i neither want to be the main intervention host mm-hmm. nor would i like to be the intervention knee the person that there is an intervention for what do you think like is there anything in your life that you think that like could have been a problem a bad enough oh. problem that somebody would have thrown an intervention for you Ooh, this is a good question i feel like maybe it would be Jessica, we need to have an intervention about you doing too many podcasts. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's too much. You're taking yeah. on too much. You're talking too much. You need to sit yeah. down and shut up. Yeah. 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 I would join that that one. Yeah. Yeah. What would yours be? I think I already know the answer. Well, it's definitely shopping, but most specifically in college, I'm pretty sure there was an intervention for me for my soap soaps. Buying. I knew it. I was going to say soaps or Broadway, but like soaps felt right. Well, the Broadway was an issue too. It's just general shopping issues. And like whenever 
I start like compulsively spending, you know, I'm like going down in a dark spiral. So Ooh, the other one mm-hmm. I was thinking when you said shopping, it jogged in my memory. Mm-hmm. Jessica, you have too many plants. <laughs> Which yep. I would say there's many, much more space in my house for more plants. So, so jokes much on you. more jokes on you. Yeah. Or yeah. it's on will who and also all of them i have so much oxygen in my lungs because of it so i mean maybe if i had more plants in my life i wouldn't have gotten sick there that see see yeah i used to be a healthy person and then i (laughs) until i left until i let my plants go but also until uh i mean like the last two times i was sick was when i was in transit so i think the jessica sterling approach of never leaving your house is foolproof it works let me tell you never get yeah. sick i don't leave my house yeah let's talk about this intervention so we Wait, but they put the room back together they these did. posters i am so surprised that these posters have not ripped with the amount of like going up and down these they've used a lot of blue tack right they like <laughs> they've had to buy blue tack like four times <laughs> yeah but that shit's so sticky yeah. oh and don't get the white tag the white tag never comes like never it's, had that. it's okay. so shitty it's so bad um yeah so <laughs> so they're sitting down and joey's like guess what you're making the movie we got this like casted we got costumes we got equipment you're doing it if you like it or not yeah this is very funny that like I love that he's like, well, what about actors? And she's like learning their lines already. And it's just like, wouldn't the, wouldn't the creator and like writer and director and all of these things want to at least be like, can I talk to them? Can I make well, sure she they're said, right? she said that they're waiting on a call from the director. I so guess. they will. That's what they're waiting for. for and a it's also very fucked to me that audrey i just realized like i didn't realize but i'm just thinking about it now about how audrey is playing miss jacobs who is the one who like took pacey's virginity like delicate flower excuse me his delicate flower delicate flower um and and yeah so they're all just like come on dawson come on and he's like i'm very touched but and joey's like no we're doing it yeah and then jack has like you don't know what i had to go through to get this camera equipment (laughs) Uh, no i don't jack please advise me how many blowjobs did you have to give to get a camera and a couple of apple boxes seriously we'd love to know and then he gets fired by his own mom (laughs) yeah his mom comes up and is like dawson you are no go- oh because that's the excuse that he made he said i can't i have to work at larry's fish fresh fish how else will the fish be fresh and his mom was like no you're fired you suck at being a bus boy you're done you're um, almost as also- bad as jen <laughs> oh god i forgot how bad she was at being a hostess um we also need to talk about gail's hair just for a second because it looks like a little mullety. It kind of looks like Billy Ray Cyrus when he did Boot Scoot Boogie. Oh, Boot Scoot Boogie. You not remember Billy Ray Cyrus? When he I haven't boot, boot or scooted or boogied. Yeah, he has. Or maybe let me double check that this is the hair. I mean, it's like very fluffy in the front mm, and yes, then long and straight in the back. Yeah, it's, it's very feathered. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking great, but maybe mm. she's in like the growing out stage 
of her bangs and it's like kind yeah. of a weird position so i'm not quite sure time. yeah um so they are starting the filmmaking it's going they're at the old video store where dawson used to work with pacey they got that location which is really sweet and nice and it's really a full film production there it's very hustling and bustling and they have all the equipment that i don't remember the name of even though i went to a year half film school (laughs) Uh, the only film equipment that i can name is camera and apple box um that's it nailed it yeah boom boom mic i know boom mic oh yeah the boom mic you gotta watch the boom the trebuchet obviously what (laughs) is that what is that an egg no, that's, that's a Fabergé. Yes, yeah. that's a Fabergé egg. Same difference. Uh, um, but yeah, so they like, and not only that, so they're like filming outside of the video store, but they're gonna have to film in. But like, they only have a very, very limited amount of time in there. And yeah. according to Jen, they like know their lines, but they don't know which order they're supposed to go in. Um, <laughs> and then we get like a little bit of a hint of like, oh. Joey asks Gail, like, what about the special delivery? What did you think the special delivery was? I truly was not sure. I was thinking that it was some sort of, like, special equipment or, Mm. I don't know, like, special delivery. I guess I I wouldn't have assumed a person. I think I was still thinking it was supposed to be Pacey with the money, but... I Todd makes more sense. Um, Talking about making or having homages to first season, uh, Jen is wearing a cardigan. Yeah, we love to see it. This is very old school. uh, Girl girl next door, Jen. Jen, yeah, I know. And Joey's wearing a classic zip up thing, which was. Yeah, she always used to wear those. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like cute to just see them revert back to like what they would wear. Um, Dawson does not look like a cult member, a beachy cult member. Remember when he always used to wear like really large billowy things? Yeah, and he had the floppy were, hair. Yeah, that were all like in whites and creams. And he it definitely yeah. looked like he was like signing up for Jonestown, but Fair enough. Um, they let him look a little older. Yeah, he does. He looks great, in my opinion, in this episode. No, he does. Um, he does look good. Yeah. Doug is demanding eggs, Florentine. Yeah. What do you think about this as like a a rule or a compromise where Doug says, you can crash on my couch, but you cook for me. Elaborate, mouth-watering, professionally prepared meals, well-garnished. Uh, I think it's a good deal. You live in the house rent-free and all you have to do is cook food that Doug bought. Like, yeah, I think that's a good deal. Do one fucking thing. I thought this was really funny that then Pacey is just like, listen, you should also learn how to cook. And so I got you some, like, bacon and stuff. And here you go. Go ahead. Try it out. And I was like, you know. Or, like the old saying goes, you can give somebody a fish fish and they eat for a day, or you can teach somebody fish and they eat for a lifetime. Wow. Sarah, you're so wise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying that maybe Pacey should spend some time teaching Doug how to to cook. Yeah. Um, What did you think of... Okay, so we're now in the video store, right? And we have... 
uh, new Pacey and new Dawson, but it's like their hair is kind of flip-flopped where new Pacey is blonde and new Dawson is a brunette. I just don't think it matters. I think it's the style of hair that is more reminiscent. Oh, I, I felt like it was more about the attitude, right? Because well, Joey yeah, yeah, always yeah. said that like Patrick reminded her of, of Pacey, but I just found it interesting that like the main, um, like thing of note right we don't even know this kid that's playing dawson you know what i mean i thought that was interesting yeah i mean he seems like he's a good kid and does his job so of course patrick is stealing the scene and is you know sexually objectifying audrey who is just trying to do her job yeah audrey comes in and she's in a bathrobe and it turns out um that this is going to be a problem and it's because freaking pacey jr uh spilled a jelly donut on her wardrobe and they tell her that oh she has to like show some shoulder because it's very obvious she's wearing a robe dude jelly donuts are very dangerous and they're not even that good for how dangerous they are i this tell you fair. this you one. can't wear white like no. if you're gonna eat a jelly donut no. it's gonna squirt out the other side this, this is what problem. i'm saying it's sabotage i, had a <laughs> I wish jelly- everybody could have seen the way you just freaked out when i said that <laughs> okay i was spent okay so like not too long ago i had a jelly donut and i don't normally have it and honestly i was really hoping it was just like cinnamon sugar but it wasn't and i was very careful i had a napkin i put it up below my chin so that i wouldn't spill it i took a bite it came out the other ends okay but the wasn't the napkin there it squirted oh that shit shot out yes pull it just yes yes And I wasn't even an aggressive bite. And I was so upset because I was being so careful to not do the spillies. Listen, I get it. I, too, am a spiller. Any sort of, like, injected or filled food, always a dangerous game to play. Soup, dangerous game to play. Anything with red sauce, especially if it's, like, spaghetti and you're expected to twirl it on your fork. It's not happening. Why are some people born spillers and some people aren't? Because I want to be a non-spiller. And you know what? Okay, we need to talk about, just for a brief second, how for a while being klutzy was, like, glamorized. I'm thinking, like, Jess from New Girl. Like, it was very much like, oh, she's so cute and awkward and dorky and quirky. And it's like, no, it's actually a problem that I cannot wear white because I will spill on it and that I can't be trusted to go to a restaurant and eat like a normal human also also let me just say for our larger chested people out there in the world that shit is a catch-all it catches everything it doesn't fall like people without large chests have it easy because at least it will fall down onto the plate but i'm sorry i got gazungas hanging in the way of the plate it's true it's It's really a travesty so if you if you're out there and you have a big chest and or you are also a spiller we're with you we get you yeah. solidarity <laughs> but also i would leave you in a second if i could <laughs> so i'm i'm, I'm maybe not... we need to hold an intervention for spillers maybe that's what we need to hold <laughs> but it'd be for us so that wouldn't make sense <laughs> if there was just a way that i knew how to not be a spilly bitch then i would okay yeah. so this is the thing the next scene um, this is exactly what I've been talking about, what PC's gifts and talents are. He is a schmoozer. He has charisma. He can sell ice to a ice 
salesman. Um, that's not the saying, but I don't think that we can say the old one again. But no, anyway. you're not supposed to say that word. Yeah. Okay. So nonetheless, nonetheless, he is working and raising funds for the movie. And first stop is the local dentist office where uh, only hot people are hired. Yeah, this was really funny. And also, I cannot wait to talk about this other woman later because it is uh, fucking gaslighting is what the show is trying to do to us. But it's fine. Um, But yeah, like basically he's like, listen, I need money. And also this dentist, like, don't you want to be like in the movie if you donate some money? Like, come on. I thought he was trying to get like sponsors. And maybe that is what's happening. Like, so at the end, it'll be like sponsored by and it'll have like all these businesses or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I also feel like maybe they could have this would be probably going a bridge too far, but be like, hey, we could shoot a scene in your dentist's office and have the name in the background. That's free oh, advertising. Yeah, that is great advertising. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh and then we see yeah. like the the this mysterious pretty girl in the background. Yes. And it's like, ooh, we know she's gonna come into play later. Yeah. Uh, and, and meanwhile, Dawson and Joey are getting in trouble because this poor video store owner is like, listen, bitch, it's fucking Friday night. You know what bitches do on Friday night? They rent fucking videos. And you know what I can't do when you're filming in here? Get videos rented. I think that's an excellent point. Why did and they choose Friday night to shoot in here? I'm surprised that he allowed a Friday there. I mean, I guess that's the only day they got because they have to do this whole thing in like, you know, a couple of days. But um that's what they got and it is not great not great so doug comes in who apparently has like is like being a traffic uh parking cop and he's like you can't park there anymore you gotta move your vehicle please so he gracefully brings a video store owner outside so that the video store owner can complain and uh which gives him them like five to ten minutes to finish the scene because they're trying to get a certain shot of audrey's legs being revealed through the lighting of the window right which they literally like this is exactly what the original episode looked like when tammy walked in it's like she's very much backlit to make her look very angelic and like pure with the light shining on and as we mentioned honestly okay beyond the fact that audrey is like literally 10 years too young to play the part of miss jacobs i feel like they did a good job in terms of costuming makeup and hair to make yeah. her look like very fabulous and very uh, you know i don't know demure i don't know what the word is like huh. hot um, sexy like a, a sexy teacher i guess yeah, yeah, like somebody that you would like to know. Mysterious, alluring. Alluring! That's the word I was trying to think of. Uh, So, yeah, I think that they did a good job with her styling as well. I think that she looked beautiful. Very, like, extremely, extremely beautiful. Yeah. And we find out who this special present is. And it is fucking Todd. Yay, Todd. <laughs> Hooray. Which honestly, done. like, I do think that Dawson's like very appreciative that uh Todd is there. I think that he really could have used the helping hand. He says that he got brought there by Gail and Joey, and they um he he says, I can do anything that you want me to do. And Dawson asks him to be the director of photography as well as the cameraman 
and mm-hmm. said, and Todd's like, yeah, like you're the boss. But then he asked Dawson to get him a coffee, and Dawson's like, no, I'm the boss. Yeah, and so Joey's gonna do that, bitch. Don't you have like there? It looks like there's a lot of people working on this set, and it has to be Joey to do the coffee run. But what is Joey doing anyway? I don't know. I thought she was like co-director or like you know sous director, like a sous chef, but for a director. I don't know. I don't know. She would probably be good at like the continuity management. Yes, bitch has an eye for details. Yes. So she, you know, but grudgingly volunteers to get the triple espresso. Audrey tries to ask for something and is basically <laughs> shut down. Yeah. But then it seems as though that it does not, the tasks that Todd is asking does not stop at a triple espresso because he's also demanding steamed broccoli. This is upsetting on so many levels. One, who just orders a random plate of broccoli? Like, that's kind of strange. It's going to give him the toots. Second of all, the fact that Joey serves him these broccoli heads, they're, like, not bite-sized. Literally, like, how is he supposed to eat these? Do you want him to choke Josephine Potter? That is unreasonable. These are, like, literally the size of a fist. I don't understand. They're not steamed, but it's also very ironic that he's, like, I am going to live forever if I eat steamed broccoli while smoking a cigarette. Yes. And he says these are huge pieces of broccoli. And he says he wants broccolini, which to my knowledge, I'm not a chef like Pacey, but to my knowledge, that's a whole fucking other vegetable. Isn't broccolini kind of, is that? stalks, isn't it? But it, Then what's broccoli rob? Well, that's something else too. Let's see. Broccolini. I think broccolini is broccoli rob. It's the same thing. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, broccolini is like long pieces with like little treetops at the end. Um, let me see. Brock, how do you even spell broccoli? I'm not spelling like the name Rob. Oh, R E B E, Reeb. Broccoli, Reeb. Yeah. No, oh. broccoli Rob has like leafy bits. Huh. So huh. I think they're all different. It's kind of insane that there's three different things that sound like broccoli. But, you know, and then there's cauliflower. And then, like, how <laughs> wild is that? Um, The other week I saw purple broccoli and I at a farmer's market. I was so tempted to buy it because I was like, what's the deal with this? Why is it purple? I need more information. And it was like neon purple. Like it was not like your normal cabbage purple. Yeah, I'm bright, sure it just purple. tastes like regular broccoli. It probably did, but it was purple. It was very cool. Why anyway, didn't you buy it? Because I didn't need broccoli at the time. <sighs> Obviously, not, nobody... I, I don't need to live forever like <laughs> Mm. um but yeah and so he's like this is a very reasonable request meanwhile um dawson is trying to shoot with patrick who plays pc and harley who plays joey and she's like very much refusing to go in the water and it turns out it's because she can't swim wow it's because she didn't grow up in cape side she's a city girl exactly she didn't i mean I, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. People need to reach out to us because I'm very curious. Did not everybody take swimming lessons when they were a kid? My, ma'am, this is a very privileged take, my love. I went to a community pool to do it. It's not like I did it like one-on-one so, swim But it, it still costs money. It still costs I'm resources. I'm sure. I guess so. I just figure like, is it not a thing that like every – I mean, even if you didn't get no. – This is me saying like even if you didn't get swim lessons, like – did your parent not like push you in a pool at one point and just watch you drown no, for a second some and see if you could kids swim? Kids didn't have access to a pool, Jessica. What about an ocean? 
Some We're kids late. don't have access to any. What about a puddle? Yeah, how <laughs> many Americans can't swim? Can you swim? Of course I can swim. But well, really, of course you could swim me. Okay. More than half of Americans can't swim. <gasps> really? Okay, that's surprising. Yes. Or have the basic swimming uh, skills. And this is what I have heard of. One in three African-Americans report that they cannot perform all five basic swimming skills compared to 51% of white people. So it is a very much a privileged thing. Yes. Yes, That makes sense because, yeah, I guess that makes sense too, because even if you didn't, let's pretend you didn't go to a community pool or you didn't go to a lake or an ocean or like literally any body of water or whatever like that. Like usually you'd learn in school, but that is saying that, okay, your school either has a swimming pool or has the means to get somewhere you can Mm -hmm. swim, which is very interesting. I mean, obviously, but I also think like Harley grew up in Boston, right? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Some people just are afraid of water. I mean, that's fine. I'm not no shame. You could be afraid of water. I feel like you're shaming Harley for not being able to swim. I'm shaming Harley for being with stupid fucking Patrick. I'm not shaming her for not knowing how to swim. I do like the creative approach that they took to get the scene even without Harley in uh, the water. They just started splashing her haphazardly funny and actually he's responsible for that that was funny that must have been like very very reassuring for her to you know splash and try to like drown her out yeah that was very fun and i love that joey also makes audrey be like broccoli bitch she's like you go take care of the broccolini but Audrey has a job. Like, why? She can't. Well, she was tanning at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, she wasn't working at that moment. Yeah. Um, And Pacey gets, like, shoved out of a pizza parlor. Like, he is really going everywhere in town he possibly can go to get money for this film. Yeah. Yeah. So he's hustling, which, once again, I think that is very fitting of his character. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that he's really good at. So, um. I liked watching it. Um, we get this scene with Harley asking Joey about her character of Joey. And okay, Harley knows that this is based off of Joey's life, right? Because yeah, asking questions in like third person of like, does this person know that blah blah blah? She says it like so she says, You're sure I'm not a lesbian? And Joey says, yes. And she's like, it would explain a lot. Why do I hate this next door neighbor girl so much? And why would I rather hang out with this asexual film dork instead of go to France? Yeah, that gave me a hearty laugh. Yeah. And Joey says, well, you're not ready to go to France because you had a sucky childhood and you still have to grow up a lot. And Harley's like, well, he must have been a really good kisser, that gay guy. It's like, it's like okay, Harley. <laughs> she just wants the tea. She should have just said, Joey, give me the tea. Give me the tea. I want to know all the tea. Please let me know. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get to the point. The show is seriously trying to gaslight us. So um Pacey is at this restaurant um trying to get money again, trying to get donations for um for the film, and he runs into a girl, a woman. And he doesn't recognize her. And it turns out this is Christy. This ain't Christy, bitch. Do you remember Christy? Christy was the cheerleader that Joey had a crush on. No, sorry. That Pacey had a crush on. That when he was dating Andy, really wanted to ask her to the dance, but went to the dance with Andy and then didn't want to dance with Andy and then wound up dancing with 
Christy. And then Christy was played by Allie Larder at the time. This is correct. Played by Allie Larder, famously of Heroes, if you watched that show. Um, yeah, Christy Livingston, uh, definitely played by Allie Larder. Not whoever the fuck this is. Um, this woman's name is Nicole Stein Weldell, and she's literally the prettiest person I've ever seen. This woman or Allie Larder? This woman, she's oh, so pretty. Okay. I'm not. She's very pretty. I didn't know that you were. I mean, she yeah, She's very pretty. We're <laughs> like. I didn't know that you were so attracted to this girl. Is that what I mean, you're gonna say? I just. I didn't know whether you were referring to her, or Ali Larder, because they're both beautiful. Yeah, they're both beautiful. But like, I mean, like, I don't know. This girl is like the it girl. But she's like, you don't recognize me. It's like, no, like none of us really do because you're not played by the same actress. But. Um, this is bullshit that the show really, really was like, don't you recognize her audience? Don't you? And we're like, no, bitch, I've never seen this woman in my entire life. Yeah, never seen her. You think Allie Larder was too busy to do one little scene for Dawson's Creek? These are the questions I have. Was she doing? No, Heroes was on way later than this, right? Heroes. Yeah. Was Heroes on? Heroes on Allie Larder. Wait, Allie Larder, you're too good to get $5,000? You are too good for Dawson's Creek, apparently. Yeah, apparently. So she is just like so funny because like you used to be obsessed with me and now you don't even know who I am. And um, she, he has a realization that it's Christy and he runs after her. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But anyway, um, I loved this little moment that we have of Graham's being a nosy neighbor. Um, she's sitting on Dawson's porch in this little wicker chair, and she's just staring at the old her old house. And she goes, "Ugh, those curtains are such an eyesore." I love this. Have you <laughs> this ever? Is so lovely. Have you ever um, looked at? Like when you moved and you go past by the old home that you lived in and you can see shit that they did to it. You're have you ever like judged it? Because I certainly have. Or like when the house is up for sale and you look in the um the real estate photos and you're like, wow, they did that to it. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I haven't moved enough to really like the my childhood home my parents still live in. So I haven't really had that experience. And I've been now in my house for I counted it the other day. Uh, I've been here almost nine years, which is kind oh, of insane. That's wow. Um, that's but I did, I did love this. I thought this was so funny and very. It felt very Graham's to me to be like, "Ugh, what an eyesore!" I can't believe Gail has to look at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was very, very funny. And I don't know. I thought it was really sweet that Graham's just got to like sit here and watch all the like. She tells us all the children together again. Um, I, I don't know. This felt just like really important because we obviously we don't know what's going to happen with grams i mean i do but you don't um know what's going to happen with with grams and i felt like you know that being all that being said it was kind of nice to to get to go back to cape side and get to like revisit those moments Mm -hmm. um and kind of be at peace with leaving you know Mm, yeah yeah i think it's really nice for them to once again, kind of just start the descent from leaving Cape Side and um, having Grams be in Cape Side one last time. And just she was such like a pivotal person since the very beginning of the show and um, definitely the most consistent adult that we've had in the show. Yeah. So to see her back, not at her old home, because obviously she sold it, but to see her 
you know, reflect on those memories. It was like really nice to see. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it was it was really satisfying to get Grams in Cape Side again. Definitely. And I, I really love, like you were saying, um, the um, full circle moment of the yellow cab and like getting to have, I think it's more meaningful to have Gail and Jen and, and Jack say goodbye from Cape Side versus from Boston. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Especially because it's like literally right outside her old home. And we get this like very slow-mo shot of everyone hugging. And I don't know about you, but I always think to myself, like, because this is the penultimate sh- episode of the show as well, I like to I like to imagine that like because it's we get music rather than you know uh dialogue. I like to imagine that the actors are like saying goodbye and like having really touching moments because they're almost done having scenes together as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I like just thinking that um this this moment like with Graham's hugging Dawson and Jen, it's like Think back to the first season where, like, Grams was like, freaking that Dawson Creek boy is a fucking hoe bag. He always has Joey, like, climbing yeah, he's up. he's trouble. He's a troubled kid. Like, just thinking of that for a full circle moment, um, having all the characters that we – Dawson, Joey, Gail, Jack, Audrey, Jen – grams like having all of them there hugging you're right like it's definitely this is i mean i'm i'm not positive but this could have been a wrap on cape side i don't know what's gonna happen next i mean Mm -hmm. i i mean we have to go back to cape side but i don't know maybe it's some of these characters last seen in cape side so to see that is really nice and then i think that was it be- before this point? We we already heard like a um an Andy reference as well. There was a couple of Andy name drops in this episode, which I really appreciated as well. There's just like a lot yeah. of like paying homage to the show, and like I mean, everybody gets emotional seeing a slow mo hug fest. So. It was very emotional. And then as we were saying, we see uh, Jack, Jen, and Grams make their walk to the yellow cab. Um, Grams somehow has to, like, sit bitch in the back seat. I don't know how she got that job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she couldn't. I mean, also, she probably could have sat in the front seat. I know maybe that's not kosher to do in a cab, though. Um, but I did love Jen. This, to me, felt very real when Jen says like, gosh, it feels like everything is getting smaller and smaller. And like, that is such a true feeling of growing up. Right. Like she, oh, she hasn't yeah. been back to Cape side in a while. And I, I remember like going to places like, let's pretend like going back to like my elementary school or my high school after I graduated and being like, gosh, this place used to feel so huge. And when you grow up and you see more of the world, especially like Jen's been living in a big city like Boston, you know, um, and obviously she's from New York, but it's, the point still stands that it's the world feels so much the, the place you're in feels so much bigger when you're younger and yeah. you go back and you're like, wow, everything's so small now. Um, I, I just really liked that touch that felt true to what it that experience is like. Yeah. Yeah. And Jen makes the, you know, the big like you know sweeping look at the creek and she sees Harley Patrick and 
fake Dawson kind of like the three people like you, you know interacting and it kind of once again reminds me of like when Jen first got there it was Pacey Dawson and Joey and they were like the threesome and they like did their shit and she was the newcomer and it's just like all very full circle and they drive off and see um Gail, Audrey, Joey, and Dawson waving their goodbyes. And it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's like yeah. sad. It's like, I lo- yeah, I loved this like mo- final moment too of Je- uh, Jen when she's seeing the the new, the new crew, the new creep creeps like playing around on the dock. Yeah. Like that was them. Like that, that yeah. was them back in the day. And it, I, I really, again, I don't, it's kind of, it's a little much sometimes having the like Dawson make the film. That's literally the pilot of that. Like, sometimes it's a little hat on a hat on a hat for me. Um, But I did like that moment because it really was like, I'm, I feel old and like, that's true. And I mean, obviously these people are like 20, so I feel really old now. <laughs> but, like you just, you do, you feel old in those moments. Yeah, I mean, you you do. I mean, especially kind of like old in spirit at the very least because you yeah. see like these kids playing on the dock just being kids essentially. Mm-hmm. And you know, they haven't had like the um, like the emotional um like milestones that like these creep creeps have had or like jen has been through like hell and back in the last uh five six seasons so um yeah it's like they they're she's like you know they they don't know like what's to come like hardships come i mean they were going through it by the time harley's age but but still yeah uh, and then we get this like Pacey and Christy scene where he's basically just being like, oh, and then I was on a boat and then I had a BMW and now I'm talking to you and blah, blah, blah. And she gives him uh, her number. And of course, as she's leaving, Joey walks in and she's like, wait a minute, was that Christy? And it's like, bitch, you didn't know that was Christy. Just like we didn't know that was Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like very proud to have gotten her number. And, you know, he just is like very like, tickled by the fact that like the most popular girl at school is giving him the time of day now and joey essentially is like oh yeah it's like so fucking funny that like you need the validation from this hot girl christy when women like me jen andy audrey have all given you that but i and told you how wonderful you are but i suppose it doesn't fucking matter because we're nothing compared to somebody like christy yeah, and I love, like you were saying, love the Andy name drop. Always appreciate an Andy reference. Again, I think this show is at its best when it is recognizing its history. Yeah, and I agree. And it, it, sometimes it completely fucking forgets it, and sometimes it goes ham like this episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, and PC's just like, wait a minute, what what's going on? What, what's the – wait, met- you missed the metaphor. No, she uh, did because you she, missed the point yeah. because I yeah. so agree. It, it's like he's so focused. Focus on like what's better out there. I mean, not typically, but like in this moment, he's so focused on what's out there and what's better that he doesn't even appreciate the fact that like he's had women who are gorgeous, smart, intelligent, talented women uh, tell him that he's worth a damn. But like, isn't it frustrating that like it doesn't mean anything until some like 
hot cheerleader that you had a crush on in high school tells you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit annoying. I agree with that. Cause it's like, like you could see this happening to a lot of people. Right. We're like, I mean, I'm thinking there's like a specific friends episode I'm thinking about where like, uh, I think it's Monica always had a crush on this one guy, but he never gave her the time of day. He was so popular and she was like overweight in high school and blah, 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 blah. And she gets as an adult, she gets an opportunity to go on a date with him. And she's just like, oh, this is so exciting because like he never would have looked at me in high school. And even though he's a complete scuzz bucket loser as an adult, it doesn't matter because she always is going to think about what it was like when she was a teenager. Like you're always going to see that guy with these specific, not even rose colored lenses, but like high school lenses. Yeah. And I think it's so relatable that this is a thing that happens where you see somebody, you're like, Oh my God, they were so hot in high school and they never would have given me the time of day back then. Um, but obviously Joey is right here. Uh, and Joey's also right when Pacey tries to hand over this envelope that has all the money in it. uh, And he says, listen, it's not everything, but it's all I could get in one day and I'll get the rest when I can. But I just wanted you to tell him like, congratulations and like, give this to him. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. It's not my fight. Never has been. And it won't be. Uh, and so I'm, I'm done here. You could take it to him yourself. And I loved this move, Sarah. Yeah. Be an adult. I think that it is his responsibility to man up and show up and, Uh, It's not Joey's responsibility to do so. So I do also love the fact that she's like, you know, grow up, go talk to Dawson and give him the money that you raised. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a great move by Joey Potter. Josephine, Miss Josephine Potter. Um. So then we have the scene of um in of course they're in Dawson's bedroom and this is like way 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 back in the pilot when Joey and Dawson are laying in bed together and they're talking oh we're friends okay no matter how much body hair we acquire like this is literally mm-hmm. line for line from the pilot <sighs> it's so freaking creepy but yeah it is I mean how does he remember all this stuff he has to have a diary that he just oh, writes i was everything. just gonna say da- dawson is definitely a journaler yeah i i can definitely see that i can definitely yeah. see that but yeah i mean i don't know like i just think it's so kind of stupid that he's doing it's it's so funny because it's like i want to say it's so funny that he's making a movie based off his life like your life is not even that interesting but then again like i just watched six seasons of his life so maybe it is interesting (laughs) i don't know but like honestly like who has the audacity to be like my high school days are so interesting that i need to make a movie out of it he's so obsessed with creek days like that's literally the only project he's done and that's the only thing he ever wants to do i just wish that he would have had like a big break that wasn't creek days uh i mean yeah of course i i think it's this is ridiculous but i mean here we are he just feels the need to always reminisce on his past and like i mean the thing is sarah at this point many more important things have happened to him so it's kind of crazy to me that's like t- like write about your dad's death like write about yeah. something that is other than this you know yeah you would think you would think but this is where we're at. We're doing Creek Days too. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about the Audrey and Todd of it all? Not great. Not great. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with she you, she really knows how to pick them, huh? First, we had fucking loser Bob, 
and now we have Todd. Like, this is all bad. I think that she likes somebody that like challenges her in a in a in a way, but I don't know. So he basically is hitting on her and she's kind of maybe eating it up. I don't know. Because he wants <laughs> he wants a back rub. And he says, give a geezer a rub, <laughs> which really tickled Adam and I when we were <laughs> geezer give a geezer rub <laughs> yeah yeah and he and he like he's so this is like another time where if i feel like if we called our british correspondent stewart he would say um like this is so ott in terms of the british accent no. at all what but like geezer he, no 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 not that oh, the okay. next line he says of might make a bloke want to invite a bird up to his room for a nightcap <laughs> oh my god that is <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It's, it's so, so ridiculous. Over the top. It's so over the top. Um, I know for a fact a British person I I interact with on the daily does say geezer though because they uh, he said geezer to me. Oh, I know they do, but it really is like he's putting it on so thick, you know. Oh yeah, he is. He is. So she Audrey's basically like, does this really work for you? And he's like, well, it's a numbers game. Eventually, somebody will say yes. Yeah, and she's like. All right, so then she gives him her old geezer a back rub. Yeah, and then they, like, do a funny little giggle down the hallway, and I guess they're going to fuck. But I don't know whose bedroom they're going to fuck in. Like, they run into Dawson's. a bedroom. No, they oh. ran out of Dawson's. Who are they? Oh, whose bedroom Lily's. is this? Baby no, Lily's. no, not Baby <laughs> Lily's bedroom. Yeah. It's going to be Mitch and Gail's bed. Oh, I, guess I mean, so. Mitch and Gail used there's to fuck probably, There's so probably like, a guest room somewhere up in here. That's true. Maybe it's there a big is a house. Guest. I mean, it's a big house. Yeah. Well, actually, Dawson looks at the door and smiles. So I don't think that he's like, ha, ha, they're going to fuck. Yeah. So if it was in baby <laughs> Lily's room, I don't think that a smile would be had. But that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, good, oh, good for yeah. Audrey and Todd. Let them live their lives. Let them fuck. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, of course, Dawson's like exhausted, lays on his bed. And naturally, Joey is still there because she's always lurking. Um, goes, do you think that she has a um one of those ankle monitors like yes! secretly hidden on Dawson that she can she just like does. that's like always just follow him wherever he goes? I just I would love to see another camera that just follows Joey as she lurks around corners and peeks <laughs> around doorways. But it has to be through like the creepiest spots, like through the railing of the stairs or like through the other window. Do you remember when Abby got Dawson convinced to like use his binoculars to spy on Jen? Do yeah. You remember that? That was yeah. the best. Oh, I miss Abby so much. I hope we get an Abby reference at some point in these last couple episodes. We just got one. I want another. It's not enough. Never enough. Or <sighs> we could just watch yeah. old seasons of Dawson's Creek. Um, so yeah, these two have another talk of shit that I don't care about. Well, it's it's oh, I'm so tired. And Dawson says, Oh, spend the night. And she says, What would that be? Life imitating art imitating life. And he's like, I don't know. I understand. It's weird, but it's dangerous. And it's just like, okay, is it dangerous because you're gonna fuck? Like what? <laughs> I think so, so but I don't think it's gonna ever happen. Like she does not see him in that way at all, in my professional opinion. Well, yeah, she says that like watching you shoot saved me a ton of money on therapy. Like he doesn't feel she doesn't feel the way she felt when she was fifteen. And we all know when she was fifteen, she was madly in love with Dawson. Exactly. She is over Dawson. And honestly, 
I don't really think Dawson's that into her. Um, I think it. I think him saying it's dangerous maybe suggests there's something there, but like I don't really know. Maybe it's like one of those things where it's like you know you should feel like something could happen, but in reality you don't really want to. But like you know what it is. It is like that first childhood crush you have mm. where those feelings just kind of always linger, even if you're an adult, because you're like, what could have been, you know, mm. but they obviously went farther than that. But you have one of those. I don't think I do. I remember my first childhood crush. Yes. Let's dox them. It was like, I don't remember his name. I remember I met him on the bus and I was obsessed with him mm-hmm. as far as I got. Was he brunette? Was he blonde? Gosh, I remember him as a blonde, but I don't know that he was. Okay, so you remember nothing about him, just that you had a crush on him. Yeah, I remember another crush that I had, but I'm certainly not going to say his name on a podcast because that's weird to me. Um, But he's now married and has a kid, so good for him. Congratulations to so-and-so. We'll call him Howard. Congratulations, Howard. Howard, <laughs> you could have had Jessica, but you but didn't. you didn't. But In you fact... Didn't. Can I tell you? I bet your home is quiet and not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a baby. If his house is not quiet. Uh, okay. um, but I will say that, Sarah, you're going to appreciate this story because you're going to be like, wow, that is so you. Um, when we were kids, I had a crush on him. This is like this is the guy I had a crush on for like the majority of my elementary school experience. Okay. When I had a crush on him, uh, we would go. So out in recess. Me and so he was me and my best friend would chase him and his friend around like recess, whatever. And I would kick him in the shins. Did you <laughs> get in trouble? I showed I liked him. No, I don't understand how you didn't get in trouble for this. You can't be kicking kids shins. I don't know. I'm cute. I don't get in trouble. <laughs> did he get did he? He liked cry? it. He liked no, it. he liked it. He, he liked me back. Yeah, of course. Is it hard? Maybe you're just a weak kicker. I'm a very powerful kicker. So you're powerfully kicking kids' shins and yep. did not get in trouble. Nope. Once again, the privilege of you <laughs> is raging. Yes. Um, if I because he kicked- liked it, we were probably laughing the whole time. So the teachers were like, "Who cares?" Okay. I definitely scu- scuffed up his his. Shins, Why did sure. it never work out between the two of you? Um, for reasons that I, it's so embarrassing. I don't want to say on the podcast. Jessica. All right, I'll tell you. Fine. This is so embarrassing. Okay. So get ready for this. Okay. I'm when, so excited. It's really disgusting. I can't. You're going to like never let me live this down because I, you know, I hate the schmoopies, but yeah. like little kid me was more of a romantic than I am as an adult. Mm-hmm. So and how old this. is little kid you again? How this old? is elementary school. But what's elementary school? Because that ranges from like seven like, to, K like to five. Yeah. K to five. I so, would but say. like beginning, middle, end of like what? Like, the whole ass thing. I literally oh, loved this kid. Like this. Okay. This was the kid. Okay. So, I had a crush on him. So we we were like we did the whole like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. We literally did the like no mm-hmm. passing situation, right? Um. So we were like doing what elementary school kids do when they date, which is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I was like, I'm so in love with this kid. So I had, so my dad is a carpenter for those who don't know. And I had him help me make, and I don't know if he knew what this was for, because literally I don't remember telling him at all. I had him help me cut a, uh, a heart out of wood and I wrote his name on it. And then I gave it to him on the bus and he laughed at me. (gasps) 
Why? Why did he laugh at you? And now you know the source of my trauma. (laughs) You gave him a wood heart. Why would you laugh at that? You kicked his shins. I know. So what do you say? He just laughed at you and laughed at me. And then very shortly thereafter, I think we both decided, but probably mostly him, decided to like be done and like we were just friends again. And then as middle school progressed, I was like deeply, deeply upset and insecure. But then I moved on to other questions. That's fine. I just want to know, like, what was going on through his head? Like, why would he laugh at your wooden heart where you had everything that you could possibly? Boy. I don't know, because he was a little yeah, boy. Yeah, but you used to kick each other's shins and play in the playground. Why would he just go hot and cold on you like that? I don't know. That would do so much damage to me emotionally. Emotional trauma. Emotional yeah, trauma. So do you not trust any man now because of <laughs> yes. this? Yes. This is, this, is, this is a source of my this trauma is, with men. Wow. Now, I can't believe I've never told you this story. Where did this the wooden so heart go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where he, what he did with did it. Did he throw it out? I don't. I don't know what did he did you with cry? it. Like, oh, what? I definitely cried at some point you about cried that. Yeah, for he sure. Laughed at your gift. I definitely cried. Listen, is this why if, you don't... if we know anything about me, it is that I have a massive ego, and yeah. I definitely cried. Yeah, that that hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Wow. I know. And I then know. you broke up because of this yeah i'm pretty sure i liked him from like second grade to fifth grade and then on and off in middle school again because i was just like oh he's so cute oh my god what you were such a fucking simp you went back to him after no well no we didn't date but like yeah but you still liked him do you have a yearbook so that you can send me a picture of this kid I do, but it's in the basement somewhere buried. I'll have to show you. You know what? I'll I'll find him. Shit is always in the basement. I am so sick of this. Can I? What do you want? A a real time pic? I have. I'm friends with him, like on Facebook. No, I shouldn't say that. that, But I would prefer to see like a kid picture. Kid picture. I'll try to find one. Anyway, this is like such a long side. All right, Howard, you fucked up. Yeah, sorry, Howard. You could have. You could. My dad also hated him. Um, which is a whole other tangent that we don't need to get into. It was very. No, I really want to hear that too. <laughs> my dad did not like him. He did not Why? because he you had a crush influence. on him. Obviously, because I was my dad's daughter, and Were he you was like, have, "Did you kiss him?" No, I never kissed him. You never kissed him. We dated when we were in like third grade. What of are you, Joey Potter? Him. Why weren't you a lip whore? <laughs> Why weren't you fucking kissing it up with this guy? Because <laughs> we were young, and I was like, "I'm gonna kick you because I like you." I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like there was people kissing all over the place. Back in the day, like holding hands was the big deal. You know what I mean? Did you hold hands with him? I don't remember holding hands with him. You're such a fucking prude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Second grade. Step it up. Step it up. Okay, so I don't know. They're laying on the bed. Um, Why does Dawson look like he's like? Do you see like he's looks like he's wearing like ten shirts? Because he's it's because it's the early aughts. That's why. It's that's why so he's layered. Billy. He's so layered. But I I love this line of like I don't want to close my eyes. And she goes, Why? I'm afraid when I open them, you won't be here. And then she wasn't there. And she watches him sleep like a creep. No, but she watches him sleep. But like then he woke up then and she wasn't there. Yeah. So he was like, Okay, I guess my fears were true. You'll yeah. leave at every opportunity yeah. that you. I guess get. you will run. Joey is you excellent will. at running. You're always running. That shirt is so big on him. Do you see that gap <laughs> be- behind his neck? Yeah, it's it's a very uh, maybe it's Mitch's old shirt. Mitch is like, yeah, he's I'm- so poor he can't afford new shirts. <laughs> but he still is, it's not like he's like the repo man stole his all of his old shirts. <laughs> he has to pay off his credit card debt by selling his shirts. <laughs> 
Wait, remember uh, the Sims where the when the Repo Man came and had the giant vacuum? That of course I did. Of course I do. And then tell me why that like my biggest fear is that the Repo Man is real and will go like serve. There, don't even get me started on the trauma I experienced when CPS took my baby in the Sims. Okay. <laughs> or when it burned in a fire. Well, that was on purpose. After you after you made a salad. Holy <laughs> Um, like no this is like the grilled cheese burnt the whole house down it's terrible never the sims never know how to cook they really suck at making even the salad yeah um okay so so then we get another like really fun homage or whatever the heck you want to call it reference to an old episode of dawson's creek where um dawson we are now we see Joey working in a deli, which literally no one cares. And Why then is we're she at, working in a deli? How'd she Because she's her? in France, bitch. I don't know. She's like, got to work in a deli when I live in Paris with a big blue headband. Um, So Dawson is at the ruins, famously where PC that, cheese. Miss Jacobs. She works at a cafe. Whatever. A cheese cafe. A cheese cafe. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, though. Yes. So this is so funny. Hey, remember that time I fucked Tammy here? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Excuse me. It's so funny. And this is also the place where Dawson and Jen nearly fucked. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, but like Joey's the one that facilitated all of this. Yes. Yeah. Well, wait, are we sure? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. So they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm supposed to meet with Joey. Oh, I'm supposed to meet with Joey. Oh, no. Joey Potter, amateur peacemaker broker. She did it again. That darn Joey. That Joey. I can't believe it. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) she made – it really is funny that (laughs) she told – she she told Pacey to go to the place where he lost his virginity to the yes. teacher. What and wasn't like Dawson filming there? And yes, caught, he caught it on camera. He caught remember? it on camera because he made out with Jen there as they were yeah. filming. Yes, he caught it on camera. And the the best part of all this, I kind of wish. They had had Pacey coming in, like, whistling, like, throwing a condom up in the air. Like, he was about to get fucked with, by Joey at the ruins. Like, that's what he thought she wanted. Mm-hmm. That would have been so funny if they didn't go for that. Um, but, yeah, they both agree that, like, Joey is so stubborn. And, like, this is never going to work. We're never going to make up. Um, and uh, and Pacey says, well, before you leave. And I, I felt like this was kind of shitty of Pacey. Like, instead of saying listen i know i said some shit he starts off with look you said some shit (laughs) you did it it was all you um and then dawson acquiesces is like yes we both did and they kind of talk about like you know it's not gonna be the same and pacey kind of which is like the typical paceyism throws out the first bone and is like will it ever like be okay like will we ever be friends and Dawson is essentially saying, like, it, never say never. Maybe. Well, the interesting thing mm-hmm. is that, like, because Dawson's like, I don't know how we get past that. And Pacey's like, listen, maybe we don't. We can't go back yeah. to the way things used to be. Like, we're way different than the guys we were when we were friends. And the interesting line, he says, is the only tie that really binds us together is the fact that we still love the same woman. Now, 
you could look at that as like a as a friend but like that very much does not feel like what he's saying no that's not what i took it as but i'm also like very i still don't think that dawson has like romantic in love feelings for joey anymore so and i mean i don't know maybe maybe casey's just assuming that I guess he saw them together like when he yeah. was arriving to tell him about the whole financial situation yeah 110% I think so but I I think that I don't know like I really just like feel as though Dawson's just kind of like over it like he like really wants to focus on his filmmaking like that's his passion that's his love before these two part Pacey hands over the check. We don't know how much it's for, which really irks me because I would really like to know. We know it's not $18,000 because he says that it's not like all of it, but has to be like a couple thousand dollars right i think it's i think it's at least a couple thousand because he went to a lot of businesses and if you get like 300 400 from every single business you think that's good money yeah um but yeah it's like it's definitely a good start like they invested in a in a filmmaker and obviously you're gonna have the one dentist who needs to be an actress um but i just found this this whole conversation so interesting that like we always joke about like, oh, it's Dawson's Creek, but it should be Pacey's Pond. But like literally the show wants it to be Joey's show. Like because yes. Pacey even says like, listen, we were both so lucky like that. A woman like that even gave us the time of day. And Dawson agrees like it's so interesting. We both like all we both wanted was her, but it destroyed our friendship. And like all she wants is for us to be friends. And very fascinatingly, like Dawson says, like anything is possible. And this is the point where Pacey hands over the money. And like. It's so interesting that, like, all it took was them reconnecting on Joey or, like, Mm -hmm. basically all it took was, well, Joey really wants us to be friends. So I guess it's possible because Joey wants it, you know? Yeah, it really – it is continuously, like, very irritating that, like, the show is so convinced that the character that every single person cares about is Joey Potter, which I think that this is the, the one of the reasons why like ensemble casts are so popular because there's somebody for everybody. And we would rather have equal time and appreciation for everybody versus one person to be the star of the show. Um, but whatever they're obsessed with Katie Holmes. She was obviously what they perceive to be the breakout star of the show. I, I do think, and I'd be curious to hear from any of our listeners who watched the show when it was airing, um, because I didn't and I don't have a good memory for any of that stuff. But, like, I have to assume Katie Holmes, like, was so, so popular as the girl next door, so much so that the show was leaning very heavily in. And on top of that, that with James Vanderbeek not doing as many episodes and really taking a back seat this season, they were like, okay, Joey will be our person. Joey will be the focal point. Um, And on top of that, I think, like, they had so much fun with the will they, won't they of, like, the triangle, the love triangle, that Joey being the center of that, it makes a lot of sense, you know, for her to be kind of the main voice. But, yeah, I'm very interested if anybody knows, um, if they watched live, like, what the the reaction was, like, were most of you all, like, huge Joey fans or were most of the population Joey fans? um but but yeah uh so he gets somebody over and we get we get more of a uh a joey voiceover 
she says, I used to be afraid of so many things that I'd never grow up, that I'd be trapped in the same place for all of eternity, that my dreams would forever be shy of my reach. It's true what they say. Time plays tricks on you. One day you're dreaming and the next your dream has become your reality. And we get this like montage again. We get like Jen and Jack. They're walking around NYU. Yeah. Damn, they went from Boston Bay to NYU. Uh, Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. But they they do. And they look so at home. They're just like two little city cats. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we also get like we get Pacey working at a restaurant again. We get um, Dawson finishing up the last shot of the movie, which is like Joey rowing away, which I believe is the uh final moment of the pilot too right um well wasn't she no wasn't the final moment where joey saw um gail making out with some rando oh maybe maybe bob back to you bob back to you bob um and joey is leaving uh a, like a little deli or whatever and she's au revoir um and turns <laughs> out Ardvark <laughs> Ardvark to you Ardvark. too. Uh, she is walking a Parisian street. Uh, she gets some random fruit from this random person. She gets her art, her own face drawn by some artist. This is like the most green screeny green screen of all time when she's standing by the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. I could have been convinced that this could have been in France, but up until that shot. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Like, she's like, and let's, can we talk about the size of this headband? I I like the headband game in this episode because this is like a headscarf more like it because it goes down her back. Sorry, and it's then, true. Yeah, and then Audrey was wearing that red ha- headband earlier. Like, definitely the, the mid-2000s, like, was definitely headband era. Yeah. Yeah, so she has this, like, whole monologue about how, like, if I could go back and tell myself to relax, I would have. That, like, uh, there were people who understand you. Um, and she she names Andy, too. Jen, Jack, Audrey, Andy, Pacey, and yep. Dawson. Um, they contributed to who I am. They come with me wherever I go. Uh, mistakes are made. Hearts broken. Blah, blah, blah. That was the best of times, basically. And this is, she says, that was, like, a time we'll never forget. And this is how it felt. And this to me read very finale. Like this, yep. like, oh, let me reflect on all the lovely times we had on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I mean, it did feel like it. I also feel like it's kind of a like wrap on, um, I don't know. Like it, it's like a wrap on like the present of Dawson's Creek. So like, I don't know if like something like a prediction Oh, or... we need we're yes, let's okay. let's jump into prediction hour and then we'll get into the feedback after. Okay. So that's what I'm feeling. Like I'm feeling like we're aiming towards likely a time jump. And like I feel Hold like on. this is probably a wrap on like the here and now of Dawson's Creek. Like how I many, feel like how long do you predict we're jumping? Uh five years. Five years. Okay. Which is funny because if you'll remember the premiere was I like do. a fake out time jump. I do. I do. And you were like, that. you thought it was a time jump for a second. Uh, yeah. So I think that it just makes sense that we're aiming towards a time jump. Um, I think that Pacey, I would have hoped that Pacey would have worked at a rush, not restaurant, worked on a, on, a, on a boat. But I think that he probably stuck within the restaurant business. And I think he probably is. Um, like a sous chef or like maybe a, like a proper like leading a kitchen. Okay, and where well- is he? Is he in Cape Side? Where is he living? 
Uh, I do think that he's in Cape Side because I think that Joey's the one that got out. That was always her goal was to get out. So mm-hmm. I think at the part, well, I'll continue with Pacey, but I think that he's home, which like probably like I I mean like I hope that his mental state is better because if he's going to have like obviously I think that he and Joey are going to reconnect and I hope that he's in his best mental state possible um in order to do so um but I think that he's going to be successful in what he does I think that he's going to be happy um maybe he it's going to always feel like Joey was the one that got away from him um and i don't know like i i just think that all roads just lead back to joey for him um i think that uh joey is going to be well traveled like i don't know if she stayed in paris but i think that by the time we see her she's like she's either been a writer and like traveled europe uh, writing or maybe she got back into art a little bit and i think that she's going to like wind up coming back to cape side i don't know like i don't know i think that she's gonna wind up coming back to cape side seeing pacey having the emotions come rushing in oh wait is it a 10-year high school reunion type of thing that's a possibility. Ooh, okay love All a right. 10-year high school reunion dawson full into film I also like had the idea that maybe somehow Creek Days 2, whatever the real film is called, (laughs) like is winning an award or like is in like some sort of movie circuit. And like maybe like we're going to um, either like an award show or like a premiere and like has invited all of his friends to reunite. Okay. And, And that's how like they kind of all reconnect. Like I definitely think that like, mostly everybody hasn't really been in contact with each other there's probably been like that's kind of what happens um but i think that dawson's just like firmly into the film business i think that audrey is an actress i think that she's making or a host like a host i think that she's like getting herself established in some sort of entertainment um industry maybe she's like a reality tv star that would be of the time that would be very fun yeah and um i think that like jack and jen are probably just like bopping around in the city like i think that jack is probably a lot happier being in new york and i'm hoping that he like really finds himself um and i think that gosh what is jen up to um maybe she is back into like some sort of mental health field and i also think that she's very I mean, in terms of Grams, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's so stereotypical for a series to end with, like, a big death. Like, Grams would be, like, a very monumental, like, person to lose. So I really hope that, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, she survived the breast cancer, hopefully. And I don't know, like, maybe she's been in, like, remission for a while, but, like, maybe she's just maybe that's a way for everybody to connect and come back together is like Graham's passing away or something like that which i really fucking hate but i don't know like parenthood did it like it, this a lot of shows did it. it it's like kind yeah. of just like a way to like wrap things up 
Um, and it also is a way to get everyone back together. Exactly. Like, you know, like an obvious way that people would come back together. For yeah. Sure. So um, I, as much as like I don't want to see Grams, I would rather like Grams not die next episode. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, of course. But like, I just think it's just like, I don't know, kind of cheap, but also what it, like it is what it is. So um, that's kind of who, who I'm missing. Well, the other thing I want to. Um, OK, let me see. So you had. You have Jack, uh, you had Grams, you had Jen, Dawson, Joey, Pacey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like Gail, Gail, like Gail will, like, of course, see Gail. I think Gail's going to probably be maybe remarried. Like, I think that baby Lily's going to grow up, baby Alexander is going to grow up. I think that they're going, we're going to see those two kids like running around in the creek i think that that would be very like full circle moment like a la a young dawson and joey i can see that happening i think that we're going to see as many cameos like like a Bodie, like a bessie like as possible um okay as many of those like little tributes uh in terms of andy um i'll be like I've heard like um, there's like a deleted scene with Andy involved. So I don't know if I'm going to see Andy proper. If like they, I don't know why they would cut her out, but whatever. I heard like mumblings of that at one point. So um, I'm sure we can find a deleted scene if that's the case. And I can see Andy one more time. But once again, like since I have zero idea what's happening in the finale, um, I really am going in completely unspoiled, except that I think the only thing that I heard from like a long time ago, like, you know how like when there's finales for the shows, like even people that don't watch the shows, um, like hear about finales. Yeah. Like everybody knows that like the Seinfeld finale they are like all in jail right right like we everybody knows that like i know like it has like i know dawson's movie is like a prominent or like is a thing in the finale and that's like all i know um which is like very unspoilerly because every single fucking thing in the show is about dawson's movie so it's all about Dawson's movie, yeah. but whatever. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know why they would cut Andy out. And if they did, that's really fucking annoying. But whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So let me give you a few little morsels about the finale before we jump into some feedback. Mm-hmm. So the names, because it was a two-parter. Mm. So the names of the two episodes are All Good Things, dot, 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 and then Must Come to an End. Right. Now, is did this... um. Did they air at the same time? Did um, they air like a week apart from each other? Let me let me look right now. Yeah. Um, the other thing I do want you to know about the finale yeah. is that Kevin Williamson, the original <gasps> creator of Dawson's Creek, came back to to work on it. Okay. That so feels very promising. promising. It's very promising. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting tidbit about this is that uh so they aired on the same night. okay so it really is like a proper thing like it's a proper set okay yes um and the other thing i thought was very interesting um and i'll pull in some more information i found again an entertainment weekly um 
kind of article about this where they interviewed Kevin Williamson. Um, But the other interesting thing was the series was supposed to end with this episode with Joey Potter and the Keepside Redemption. Ah. But because and it very much feels like that, right? It feels like a finale because they sent her off to Paris and blah, blah, blah. Uh But they were like, hey, let's see if we can get Kevin Williamson back to do a proper finale, you know? Um, so that is something you should know going into the finale is that it does involve Kevin Williamson. And I feel like because, uh, again, not to spoil you on anything, I'm fairly certain. I don't even say this with 100% certainty. I am fairly certain the finale is loved. I'm fairly certain people like it. Um, and so we'll see. Obviously, we can have our, form our own opinions. But I am pretty sure it was like a finale that people were pretty happy with. Unlike a show like like Lost, where people were really upset about the finale. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it had a, like a thumbs up from most of the audience. Okay. So um, that's little some tidbits going oh, in. Gosh, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for this. And you said so to go back just to make sure I, I have it all correct for your predictions. Romantically, you think Joey and Pacey are Endgame. Do yeah. we see any other romantic partners for anyone else? Um, sorry for the silence. I'm not seeing it. I'm not okay. seeing it. I really I don't. I just wanted to know. I like I've been saying this like all season. I think that Dawson's true love is filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, his passion and I think that that's okay for a 20 year old to or you know if I say he's 25 or 30 like I think that that's okay like I don't think that he needs to get married and fall in love like as a 20 year old like it's going to be fine and yeah. like I just think that it's like too late in the game to like slap two other characters together like I mean I would be surprised if we see like um I mean, we might be like Jack, be like, "Oh, this is my boyfriend," like Char- Charles, like you know, like we might see something like that that he's like people are dating people, but not like end game, end game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Are we ready to get into the feedback that we yes, got for please. this episode? All right. Let's first hear from Tammy and see what he had to say. Hi, ladies. Next week, you might wish you had the DVDs for the final episode. I or someone will tell you why after. After, after. Are you the repairman? I am the truest repairman! <laughs> From uh, Karate Kid and Kennedy. <laughs> well, um, I'm just here for one uh, scene, really. Uh, there's a scene where the song, the soundtrack of your life is playing. It's by... Uh, a girl called Eddie is the name of the artist. It has a bossa nova feel. I love mm. that scene um, because it has that 360 degree shot, which I found out is called an arc shot. Mm. It's really fun and sweet, and it <laughs> made me feel alive. I think um, the moments of the making of Dawson's movie with Harley, Patrick, and the guy playing Dawson dovetailing with Jen looking back at them acting in the um, uh, Monster from the Deep movie. And then she's remembering how she arrived while looking back at a replicated moment when she's leaving. I think that's just so poetic. Yeah. Um, they didn't really hit you over the head with that. It's, it's really subtle. It's almost like a visual pun. It reminds me a lot of Modern Family 
where you believe that the writers chose to demonstrate an idea and that everything else that came before uh, in the episode was actually in service of the idea. So it's like embedded. The idea comes first, then they do all the work to make it happen later. It's kind of like that, I think. Um, it, they, just, they just found a way to connect it beautifully. I think it's really well planned writing. Thanks. That's really interesting that like they all plan, like that they planned everything around wanting that one shot. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I totally agree with you, Temi, that I think that um, it is like really poetic and it really worked for me. And I think that if it was truly supposed to be the finale, the series finale, I think that that shot like really works as Mm -hmm. that being the case. Yeah. Uh, we also have a voicemail from the one, the only DBK. What up, though, ladies? All right. Was this the season finale of Dawson's Creek? Because it kind of felt like the season finale of Dawson's Creek. But I guess it's not because we got two more episodes. So, like, what the heck are we going to do in those two episodes? But in this episode, we got uh, Audrey hooking up with Todd. That happened. <laughs> um the funniest line of this episode had to be Harley saying that Joey is a good kisser. I'd like. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we got like the montage at the end of everyone living their best life. This was just like, I mean, they tied a lot of stuff up in this episode. We had like an Eve shout out. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, but I kind of wanted to like bring up some stuff from last episode. I just think it's funny that the leeway like Pacey gets that Dawson doesn't get. Cause like before going into this rewatch, I would say Pacey was my favorite character. So, but I mean, like he's kind of like not the greatest sometimes and kind of is an F boy. And yeah, like I just thought it was funny that like weeks on end, we've made fun of numbers incorporated and said (laughs) it's not for Pacey and all this stuff. But the minute Dawson says this to Pacey in a fight, it's like, how dare Dawson? Like, that's that's crossing a line. It's true. I don't know, guys. Sometimes it's just, it's just crazy the leeway Pacey gets with us. But, I mean, Pacey's king. Uh, until next week, ladies, peace. We I do. mean, it's we, fair. It is. Like, I mean, we can shit on Pacey all the time, but the second somebody else shits on Pacey, we're We like, get defensive. We're like, yeah. fuck you. You don't know Pacey. Yeah, fuck you and everything you stand for, you dumb fuck. But also, like, I, I think, like, going into the entire show, all I heard was that Dawson sucks, he's a whiny bitch, like, nobody likes him. Which he did in the beginning. I would like to rewatch it with, like, you know glasses that are not like everybody hates Dawson for me to expect myself to also hate Dawson because Mm -hmm. I at this moment in time I do like Dawson better uh, than Pacey a lot of the time so I kind of want to rewatch it one day without everybody else's you know perspective and with my own perspective and see if I can see it differently because Pacey's obviously the golden boy for the majority of the audience and i do think that dawson gets like a really bad rap a lot of the times Mm -hmm. this is fair this is very fair i still tend to enjoy pacey more but i will say since season four dawson has really grown on me as a character i feel like that was kind of the moment where we like reached a turning point with him where we like actually really enjoyed him as a character more um so i don't think 
the gap is as wide as it once was between my likes for my the, my love of Pacey and my love of Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one will ever top Andy because Andy is queen. Uh, and so is Abby. Um, okay. We also got feedback from Joy. Um, I love her. She says, Dawson is having to work all summer? Gasp. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I find it so damn hard to have a ton of sympathy for Dawson losing his money. This guy will be fine. He will always be financially fine. He comes from so much privilege that this will be a mere blip in his inevitable success story. Uh, yeah. Which is very true and funny. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I like what she says here. She says, I think it's very telling that Joey scared Dawson coming up the ladder. It's not something he's used to anymore. They've grown wow. up past this idealized childhood. Or at least I think Joey has. Dawson has never seen Pacey as more than the script in his mind of the screw up. He never sees Pacey, uh, sees the Pacey that is more than that. But then when Pacey does screw up, even though he's already expected it, Dawson resents him for it. Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, she says, sometimes in this episode, I get a glimpse of why Joey and Dawson's friendship is a good one. She's rallying the troops and not letting him give up on his dream, which is nice. But dear God, do we always have to make the Tamara Jacobs thing a big joke? <laughs> it's really not do. a joke. It's not a joke. Yeah. Uh, she laughed every time Pacey lifted his head and there were chips stuck to his face. <laughs> I, I mean, it was disgusting, but it was such a good visual gag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she also says that she likes the growth of Joey and Pacey's relationship when like she's because she's not like coddling him or indulging him in self-pity at this point. Um, and she says she doesn't really like how it's separate Pacey's story is from everyone else, but it does make sense um, because this was the original finale and it attracts with the opinion of the show not really caring about the character of Pacey, even though they wrote him. Mm. It's very interesting to think about that fact of like, if this was the finale, Pacey is like very much not involved in any of the group activities. But once again, in the first season, Pacey was kind of the outlier. Like he wasn't, was. he was never really part of the group because he was off with the Ms. Jacobs mm-hmm. storyline. So yeah. we never really saw him interact that much with uh, Joey or Jen and mm-hmm. you know not super a lot with Dawson all the time he was yeah. separate yeah uh and I like this Joyce Joey agrees with you she says I've said it before and I'll say it again Dawson's soulmate is film he's never more fulfilled or more happy than when he's immersed in that life uh which I do agree with that like that makes a lot of sense that that this is like his passion right mm-hmm um jen and grams are so sweet with each other i love them everyone gets good uh says goodbye in the montage that kind of makes me motion sick with all the circling (laughs) it's a little sickening right yeah uh and she says michelle williams killed it when she's kind of like uh looking away at at the well she's standing at the cab i just really love the shot and i love the idea of the series opening on this and closing on this it just really Mm -hmm. works for me bellissima yeah i'm a fan yeah uh so she says the final pc and dawson scene as soon as pc sees dawson he knows exactly what joey has done dawson takes a bit longer to figure it out though and he acts like he knows exactly why things with joey didn't work out with either of them strongly disagree with him though i've always believed that pc's love for joey is different than dawson's but dawson sees them as the same level and of course pc knows how to tread lightly so he doesn't contradict him but i don't think he actually believes that their love for joey is the same that's very interesting what do you think sarah do you think their love for joey is the same no i think that i think that pc's love for joey is true love like i think that he loves 
like her for all of the faults and the good and the bad. And I think that Dawson really never got to know her as like a significant other. And he has a more idealized view on what loving her would look like because they never really got there. Yeah. I think it's like a dream, like a childhood, like it's like what I was talking about. Like it's like that that kid I had a crush on, right? Like it's like this idealized version of a relationship rather than the the brutality and the reality of a real relationship and how difficult it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they never they never got there. Like they really could not get on the same page. So I don't think it's the same sort of love. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um, she also says, uh, I believe that if this, well, that, well, it was a good ending. Oh, the montage. also, yep. I will say one more thought on that. I think that Dawson has always wanted Joey, but I think that Pacey like really like needs Joey and wants that Joey. That is fascinating. Okay. I like that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and she talks about the montage at the end and she says, well, this is a good ending. I truly believe that if this was the end of Dawson's Creek, it wouldn't be nearly as popular as it is today. Mm. This outcome is fine, but nothing about it is remarkable. Nothing about it is iconic. And she does ask us if we're watching the extended version of the um, the finale. I'm going to try to see if I can um, find that. I don't know. I mean, we usually watch on HBO. So I'll see if like the extended is on there or like if it's not, if we can get access to it. I'm sure we could find it somewhere, um, but I will I'll look into that um we also so dvds i keep hearing about you gotta get those dvds gotta watch all with commentary i wonder if they did a dvd commentary they probably did do something Mm. um but thank you joy thank you for sending that in uh we also heard from saskia uh she says happy birthday jess thank you so much happy birthday Um, jessica happy birthday month it's almost done it's almost over leo season is officially over it's not virgo season which we love we still love a virgo we do um it's the last regular episode of Dawson's Creek. I can't believe we're here already. Uh, I thought it was a cute idea to spend this almost final episode recreating scenes from the first season, a very full circle moment. And Joey is in Paris. It's finally happening. This is not a drill. Yeah, this she also is very apparently, exciting. Yeah, she also apparently got a job super quickly. And her French skills must have been as, go- as good as those of your feedback community. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. And she said... Uh, Kel Chance, I don't know. I think this is Spanish and or not Spanish, a uh, French, and I don't know it, so I apologize. Um, uh, with this episode, Dawson's Creek also fully confirmed that it hasn't been Dawson's Creek or Pacey's Pond in a long time. It turns mm. into Joey's Bay or Lagoon a while ago. <gasps> That's I didn't read this before I said that, by the way. That's kind of funny. Me and you, Saskia, same page. Um, she narrates this episode and drives the whole plot. And Dawson hasn't felt like the main character since the Creek Creeps left Cape Side. Now that I think true. about it, yeah, because it was his Creek. It's not. It's not Dawson's Boston. Dawson's Boston. <laughs> that was good. That was actually good. Was it? Because uh, I, I don't think it. so. I mean, I liked it. Mm. Uh, she also said, long story, ambiguous ending about the Eve storyline took me out. So at least some writers remember the middle seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says, no, Audrey, stay away from Todd. Yeah, we're, we're definitely on the same page there. Um. She says, Andy is completely ignored again. Jack even forgets about her when he says Jen and Grams are his only family. Uh, what were these writers smoking? Hashtag justice for Andy. I mean, we got the benefit of her being named twice. Twice. I think, like, the line where Jack was like, Grams, you're my only family. Was that last episode or this one? It doesn't. The point is, I feel like 
while yeah, writers saying, like, mention the, the, Andy, last week's writers don't remember Andy, but this oh, is one's too. I think yeah. the problem is that, like, yes, they mention Andy every once in a while, but like Jack never mentions Andy, which it's his yeah. sister. Yeah, it's your sister, Jack, and then. You know what the the family aspect of Jack is so annoying because we never found out what happened to his mom. Like his dad disappears off the earth, which is like we understand why in reality. Mm -hmm. But and obviously like Andy's like in Italy and like we never she never comes back like Harvard. Fuck you. Like never want to see you. (laughs) Never knew her. Never knew her. Uh, It's just like kind of ridiculous how they yeah. treat it but whatever who cares yeah uh she says i appreciate how pc storyline ended up for now it felt realistic that dawson wasn't mature enough to forgive him yet but they still left the door open which was nice yeah um and she says i'm on vacation next week well, <gasps> i hope you have a lovely time uh so she doesn't know she'll be able to send in feedback but she said i'll just say this make sure you have tissues on hand i will so thank I you will. so much saskia for sending in your feedback from sweden Ooh, Love wait it. so is that where she's vacationing to or she's no that's where she's from it's from she's sweden. from so but mm-hmm. we're you have to she didn't say where she's going please tell us where you went i want to yeah, know we want to know the details on your lovely vacation and we hope mm-hmm. you have a lovely time um that's all the feedback we have of course if you want to send in feedback for the finale uh send it in shit 90s pod at gmail.com yeah shit 90s pod.com you can mm-hmm. leave us a lovely voicemail we'd love to hear your voice um or you could hit us up twitter instagram at shit 90s pod we're coming up on big stuff we got the finale uh after that so just a uh scheduling note for everyone uh upcoming week is going to be the two-part finale we are watching both parts one and two and covering them in one podcast we're not gonna we're not gonna stretch it out we're not those people um so that's so prepare for that and then we will be off for a week we're on vacation together together we will come back and do a season wrap-up a season six wrap-up the following week is a series wrap-up and then we're gonna have probably a couple of like special episodes uh that we will tell you about further down the line um so and then we'll start a new show which is both super exciting and very scary because this is mm. going to be ending mm. <laughs> forever mm. um, but the podcast shall go on of course oh what do you mean oh you know what's going on <laughs> I'm like oh really is it oh yeah i was ready to retire yeah <laughs> um you could find me at dj sterling i'm doing a bunch of podcasts you know where to find me i'm doing the same shit i always do uh so find me at dj sterling if you want to follow along sarah do you have anything else you want to plug anything else you want to tell the people about nope a boot no okay She's at Sarah Ferguson if you want to find her. And we're at Shit 90s Pod if you want to find the two of us together. Um, And next week, the finale. So send us in your feedback. uh, And we're going to be so excited to talk about this huge finale. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Um, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a good one, everybody. Shit 90s show start.